welcome to this week's episode of Meta Spiritual Talk on the Meta Spiritualist Podcast. I'm your host, Marla, and through today's journey, we have the honor of speaking with Timothy Teach Jones. Timothy has been empowering people through entertainment for over 20 years. He is an entrepreneur, filmmaker, stellar award-winning hip-hop artist, and a theatrically trained actor. Timothy is a father to two daughters and is also a pastor, television co-host of Hidden Hikes that aired on PBS, and most recently starring in the film called Swim, directed by Jared Cohn, which is streaming on Tubi. Timothy is a man of many talents, and his singular purpose is to inspire others to discover their destiny. Take a listen. The Meta Spiritualist is guided by the creator of the universe through prayer, meditation, and sound healing. All right. So, hey, Timothy, how you doing? I'm good, Marla. I'm happy to be here. Oh, my goodness. I am, like, super stoked. You are my second in-studio guest. Oh, and this is. is just for our listeners. This is so impromptu, and I'm I'm so excited to have you on the Meta Spiritualist. Definitely. Um, so let's get into it. Let's tell us a little bit about yourself, your your background, where you're from, yeah. and um, what your spiritual path has been like. Right. Um, I am from California, born in Los Angeles. Um, moved when I was a kid because of the area we were in. Parents wanted us to be safer, so we moved out to the Inland Empire. And for those out of state, you know, listening, that's about an hour, you know, outside of L.A., mm-hmm. um, the valley. Um, had a great childhood. Um, my parents were Christians throughout my childhood. Um, but it wasn't something that was real to me um, because I was a kid. So at 21, and I know I skipped a whole bunch of life, but at 21, my brother called me and, you know, I was going through a lot. I think sometimes you can't listen to spiritual matters or you're not even hungry i'll put it that way um until you're in desperate need um and so at 21 i was going through a lot of things i was going to an hbcu in savannah Mm -hmm. and you know dealing with a lot with my girlfriend dealing with a lot with school and friends and my brother uh, introduced me to jesus christ and that was when my life changed because i was hungry and i wanted to hear what he was saying Mm-hmm. Now, since then, and that was 25 years ago, since then, I've just continued to grow and learn and develop. And I love what you're doing. I love the title of the podcast. Oh, thank then you. I love the conversation we had when we did the hike. Yeah, And you yeah. were telling me, you know, we just started, we started talking about manifesting things. We started talking about, there's levels to this. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I first, at 21, when my brother said, hey, let's pray, I want to you know, you need to accept Jesus into your heart. That was kind of like the foundational, fundamental, basic level. Mm-hmm. But then there's so much growth that needs to um, happen throughout your life that has nothing to do with religion. That's what I had to learn, that this is not about religion. This is about relationship. So I'm not, to be honest with you, for the viewers, I'm not a religious person at all. Mm-hmm. They'll probably be, if people got to know me and were around me every day all the time, they would just be like, he's, he's kind of interesting. He's kind of hood and he's kind of this or that. I'm just me. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm not trying to be religious. I don't wear a cross around my neck. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's just not me. I have no bumper stickers on my car. You know, I'm just me. Yeah, yeah. That is amazing. Um, what? So my next question is, during that time of your, your spiritual awakening, right. awakening and coming to know Jesus, what was that transition like for you? 
Um, it was, you know, I, I have to be 100% honest. It was beautiful, but it was uncomfortable. Um, that process was losing friends because people that were very close to me before the awakening, as you referred to it, they, um, you know, they wanted the old Timothy mm-hmm. and, um, I was going through changes. You know, I, I compare it. I try to keep things as simple as possible because I don't want any of your listeners to be confused. It's no different than a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Mm-hmm. For me, you know, when I was going through that metamorphosis, so to speak, um, you know, I was losing friends. Um, habits were changing. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through a period of loneliness because people didn't want to hang out with me anymore because they wanted the old Tim. And I was a new guy. I was progressively becoming the new guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anyone who's going through any type of adjustments or changes right now spiritually, do not, you know, panic. You know, it's a process. Yeah. I, I like that because I think we often forget, you know, in this microwave generation, we want to have it right now. Yeah. We want to know all the things now. And it doesn't work like that. Right. Because then you're not able to fully evolve mm-hmm. into the person that you're supposed to be, exactly. into the purpose that you're supposed to fulfill. Marla, and I'm sorry for cutting you off. You know what's a trip is that why would we expect to go from the third grade to college? Like when you really think about like, I try to break it all the way down mm-hmm. spiritually. Yeah, there were some times I was losing my friends, girlfriend, and I was by myself and I wanted to kind of fast forward. But it's like, no, this is a process. Mm-hmm. And that's what I teach my kids embrace the process. You cannot go from the third grade to college, nor should you want to, because you're going to miss out on so much about junior high and high school. It's really an adventure. And I've I've chosen to find the fun in the adventure. You know what? When you said that, I thought about the child prodigies, those kids that are just like little walking and talking geniuses at three and four years old that go to college when they're seven. Exactly. And it's like, even though they have the wherewithal aptitude, yeah. and the aptitude for um, intelligent learning, mm-hmm. they don't get to experience those things of their age group. Yeah. They don't get to uh, really fulfill what their heart's desire is right. because they're so focused on, I have to be great. I yes. have to do this, you know? And you know what? If you if, When you look at it that way, Marla, they it really stunts their development. Because on one aspect, now you're in college and you're 11, so everyone respects your your IQ. Mm-hmm. But yet, you don't have any social skills. You understand right. what I'm saying? Like, like, if people can cooperate with the process spiritually, then you'll be that much more well-rounded and fully developed. Absolutely. And that's what I'm aiming at. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your career and the things that you do as a creative mm-hmm. you know, person. You're... you're um, Featured in a few shows now, and and you're you're an author. You write books and things like that. Let's talk a, b- a little bit about how you integrate your spirituality into your everyday life in your career. I love that question. Yeah, for those that don't know, I'm an actor. Um, I'm a filmmaker, a TV host, and I do pretty much all things entertainment. I always mm-hmm. tell people so that it doesn't sound like I'm ego tripping. Don't call me to visit, you know, to to, to fix your garbage disposal. Right. I'm gonna burn <laughs> something up. Don't ask me to change your engine out of your car. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. Take it to the mechanic. But entertainment-wise, yeah, I pretty much do um, everything uh, entertainment. And I love your question because those are things that people need to know so that we don't become these pushy, rude, 
arrogant people. Mm-hmm. When I come on set, I don't preach to anybody. I don't talk about anything necessarily spiritual or under a spiritual title. Mm-hmm. I'm just myself. And that's the thing that I encourage people to know that this spiritual growth and journey, this is for your benefit. And then when you go into what we might call a dark place, just be a light. Like, mm. just shine. Like, right now, if I, if I turn the lights off in your office, well, we have the window. But if it was nighttime, we wouldn't be able to see anything. Right. And so I don't want people to know me by what I tell them about the Bible or what I tell them about what I believe. They should be able to look at our lives and see, like, are we kind? <laughs> you know, just it's the basic fruits. It's like the basic, you walk up to an orange tree and you can tell by the fruit that it's an orange tree. Mm-hmm. We should be kind. We should be loving. We should be more patient than everyone else, more mm-hmm. tolerant. There's certain attributes that I want to demonstrate that I would love to speak volumes to other people. But the way that my spiritual life um, empowers me in my acting and in my uh, producing and directing, it gives me confidence. Yeah. Because yeah. I know that I'm not alone. You understand what I'm saying? It's like dropping a kid off. If I put my daughter even now at 17 or 20, the oldest, on a plane to send them to Africa, they will both be very, 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 very uncomfortable. Mm. You know, even though they're not little kids. But if I said, I'm going to go with you, you know, so much more peace. Mm -hmm. So much more confidence. I can go into an audition now knowing that I'm not alone. Yeah. You know, you only see me, but like, I actually have someone with me. It just gives me confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that when you're on the set, people come to you, like they're, they, they're drawn to you. They, they come and talk to you and, and just share their heart, you know, and, and seek your um, advice. Yes, Marla, I'm going to tell you a true story that's very quick. Um, on the last film that I did, it's called Swim. It's on Tubi right now. It came out a couple of weeks ago. I swear that this is a true story. The wardrobe person, her and her husband worked in wardrobe. And the last day of the set, because we had different wardrobe people for every every set we went to for some reason. you know. Mm-hmm. So this last young lady, our older woman and her husband, uh, I was interacting with them throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at one point, because the crew had to move all their lights and equipment the actors were sitting in a room for hours just talking. The wardrobe person walked in and pointed at me in front of everyone, which was kind of awkward. I knew what she was saying, but she didn't know what she was saying. Mm. And she pointed at me and she said, there's something different about you. And she said it in a very positive way. It wasn't like it was bad. And I started smiling because I knew what she was saying. She didn't know how to articulate the light that was in, inside of me, not because I'm some great spiritual guru, yeah. none of that. <laughs> and so all the actors were like, yeah, yeah, we like him. Everybody was kind of like chiming in and being positive. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't stop. She said, no. She said, you just, you know, you just make me happy. And her husband walked in. Yeah, I really like him. And they, they wouldn't stop for about two or three minutes. It was just this whole positive, refreshing, you're such a nice guy. You just exude. And I knew what she was saying. And mm-hmm. I kind of like walked away and went in the bathroom and I was like, Lord, I, I appreciate. I want people to see him in me. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and you can tell a lot by a person by how they treat other people. Like people should know us by our love. If God is love and if we say God lives in us, then where's the love? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that is, that is amazing that, um, you know, people identify that in you. And I know that you see that in other people too. Absolutely. 
And you're very vocal about it. <laughs> yeah, I see it in you. The day I met you, you're not like anybody else. Mm. Marla is very unique and particular and peculiar. That's what we're supposed to do. That's why I was like, okay, comfortable with her. Okay, like him. Like, I can see it too. It takes one to know one. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you are a an avid outdoorsman. You like to hike and things like that. And mm-hmm. we talked about that on the hike as far as yeah. like um, being spiritually connected to nature Mm. what does that look like for you like how do you really connect with god on that natural plane well marla i really became more connected with the outdoors when i did that television show hidden heights Heights. Mm -hmm. prior to that um i mean i was a kid like anybody else Uh, you know i'll go outside and have fun with my friends growing up but like, I don't want to get dirty. I don't want to fall off my bike and skin my knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't necessarily want to go camping, you know, and, and sleep in an uncomfortable bit. I, that was me as a kid. Well, now as an adult, after I did that show, Marla, you know, because we've done a hike together. Yeah. When you get out there, it's so peaceful, so quiet. Like like when the when the Bible says that God speaks with a still, small voice, I go out by myself. I... I when you ask me to go on the hike with you for the show, sure, because I do that by myself mm-hmm. all the time. I would say once a week minimum, I will get out somewhere very serene where there's solitude um, and, and a lot of peace and quiet because I think that we are so addicted, I, I, I my personal opinion, to our devices. Absolutely. Um, the, Everything has a voice. Instagram has a voice. Facebook has a voice. So we're surrounded by all these voices and the news is talking about the Delta variant. Then they're showing the dude getting kicked off the plane and put in a headlock. And there's just voices everywhere and it creates anxiety. Yes. But when we can cut everything off and like go sit down and be still somewhere, mm-hmm. preferably away from the devices, because there's no uh, flat screens in the forest. Right. <laughs> lions and tigers <laughs> and, and bears. bears. Oh, my. <laughs> and that is where I can go and get super quiet and just hear the trickle of the water down a creek. Mm-hmm. A bird whistling like you and I did on the, um, hike. On the hike. Blue Jays. That is God. <laughs> Absolutely. He talks through creation. Yeah. You know, I I was talking to my husband and my mom yesterday because, you know, people, I I took off of, I got off Facebook and and all the social media stuff for the last few weeks because it's just been so much. Right. Um, And I pop on there only for business purposes, but even then I'm like, I'm so sick of this thing. (laughs) So I close it up. But one of the things that has been bothering me about this whole, like, situation with the pandemic is how uninformed people are and so informed people are. Mm. And I I find that people on one side are trying to infringe their beliefs and things on the other people. And then the people who are acting out of rebellion, it's almost like you're, you're, you're never going to come to an agreement. Mm-hmm. So why I don't understand why people just don't allow for people to govern themselves and do what mm. they see fit for their body, for their family. Yeah. I don't understand. And someone sent me a video about the vaccine and I was like, I don't even want to watch it because why would I watch something that is inciting fear? Right. 
You know, if we know that fear weakens the immune system, which is a spiritual thing. Fear is not only spiritual, but it also has a a physical manifestation. Yes. Why would I keep watching this stuff? Why why do we keep tuning into what the media and and everybody is saying about the the vaccine and and the the virus itself? Yeah. Oh my God, you you hit on something very powerful. Um, I'm going to speak to that, but I have to say that several years ago, I don't know, whenever the internet started, so we'll just say 20 years ago, whenever, it might have been 15. Remember when we had dial up? Oh my God. That was more like, (laughs) that was more like maybe 25 years ago. Okay. So whenever. um, When you got saved, we, (laughs) the internet. Anyways, <laughs> when I got online and I got Yahoo, I think before that it was like um, AOL. Was AOL. It was AOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first got that, and I started going on the internet, I would people would send like these spam emails all the time, mm-hmm. and it would it would have like pictures of a toilet with a killer spider, you know, like under the, and it would, and the new the caption would read, "Be careful when you go to the restaurant. Make sure you lift up the <laughs> toilet seat." Because these killer spiders are biting people's booty holes and they're dying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being facetious, but but I'm being completely like it was about spiders and toilet seats, and if you get bit. Mm-hmm. And I literally would get paranoid for like a week or so. Yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute. And then I would have my peace again. And I started realizing that I'm not going to subscribe to anybody's fear tactics, anybody at all. Mm -hmm. Should I lift up the toilet seat? Yeah, I think, you know, you should lift up any toilet seat or you should wash your hands after you pump the gas. Yeah, I get that. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to live in fear. Should I get the vaccine? Because after what they did to the Tuskegee's uh, experiment and now they say, you know what? At some point, like I told a friend of mine recently, I said, bro. Um, he's married. I said, mm-hmm. if you weren't married um, and you were going to have sex with women, would you use a condom? Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, yeah, man. I said, why? Because it's 100%? He was like, no. I said, so you can maximize the protection and hope that you don't transmit. it, right. So, Contract or transmit something. Period. Yeah. But my point is, yes, I-, I think that as a world, Marla, we are divided. And I don't mean that to, again, to be negative. But whether it be, you know, a year or two ago politically, mm-hmm. and we saw families divided over red and blue. Oh. And I wanted to know, like, like I never said this. There's certain things I want to say online and I don't. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's the difference between us being Rebloodigans and Democrips? <laughs> you know what? That is so funny that what's you put it that way. What's the difference between us being Rebloodigans or Democrats, yeah. if it's going to divide the red and the blue, we're gangbanging. Yeah. Like, I thought you was my sister. Like, in real life, we was born out the same vagina. Like, you're my right. sister. Right. Like, how are we not speaking now because you put a red dress on today and I wore blue? We're being divided and many of us don't even realize it. Whether it be political or the vaccinate, what's it going to be tomorrow? We got to make some spiritual decisions yes. that we're going to love each other. You know what? And I agree with that. I think that, um, you know, we talked earlier about the whole spiritual community and there's there's all these people that are spiritually woke coming up. And it's it's like, yeah, some of the messages are, are resonating because you're just basically taking something that someone else said mm. and, and reiterating it. Yeah. And that's fine. 
like amplification of something that is positive mm. is more favorable than something that's negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, I just feel like we definitely, as humans, having a we're we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm. We definitely need to come on one accord on the same frequency because that's the way the universe and God communicates mm-hmm. with us. Um, and understand that this is only temporal. It's mm. not the end all be all. Right. And why are we fighting over something that's so minuscule I'm gonna, in the grand scheme of things? Marla, you know, this now what I'm about to say is my opinion, but my opinion is based on observation mm-hmm. for the last 25 years. This is not a bad thing, but it's a fact. Everybody in the world is looking for significance. Everyone. We mm-hmm. come out the womb. We want to be, pick me, pick me. I, I was very short as a kid, and I was the third brother. So when the neighborhood would get together to play sports, they would pick my brother first if we're going to play basketball. Mm-hmm. I, I got Anthony, and I would be like, ooh, 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 ooh. They couldn't even see me because I was in the back. And, and they were like, <laughs> all right, get, get Paul. All right, then get, I got Dwayne. All right, somebody get Corey. Mm-hmm. Now I say, ooh, 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 ooh. What about me? What about me? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, go get me some water, homie. You know, and it hurt my feelings. Because I want it to be significant too. Mm-hmm. Now you got people in the workplace saying, ooh, 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 it's me, it's me. That's mine. I made that. I created that. That's all me. Yeah. We're still jockeying for attention because we want people to know we're significant. And all over social media, people want to be perceived as smart. I'd rather be perceived as smart than stupid. Yeah. I'd rather be a, a perceived as woke than sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the danger is if you're not speaking something that has substance, right. that's valid. Go do your homework first instead of just sharing, you know, well, John said this, it must be true. Right. Have you researched it for yourself? Right. That's where I, I go all the way back to the age of 21. Something happened in my life that was personal and I wanted to learn myself. It wasn't, it was no more about calling my mom. Hey, hey, mama, how you doing? You think you could pray for me? I have some challenges <laughs> with my grace. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't need you to pray for me. I need something for myself. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. That is good. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Going through the self-realization course, I talk about this all the sure. time because it, it's been transformative for me, but really looking in a, at an introspective view of myself and the things where I take accountability for, for sure. it, it's like, it's freeing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I read a quote the other day and it's like, um, once you something about messing up your own rep, reputation or something mm-hmm. like nobody ever expect you to be a certain way, mm-hmm. and I, I feel like when we really learn ourselves, even the dark stuff, the yes. nasty stuff, yes. the ugly stuff, we free ourselves from the expectation of anything external. Mm. And when you say about being significant, like when you really understand who you are and whose you are. Boom then you don't need that external signal. Because you signif- know you, you already know- are. Exactly. You walk with it. You talk with it. You are it. Yes. You, the- you are the I am. And, um, and that's the Messiah within. And I hate to... I mean, these are one of those conversations where we got a double dutch. I got to yeah. jump in. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a lot of people, and you can tell by what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like... Maya Angelou said, when people show you who they are, believe them. There's a lot of people who don't know who they are. Right. And they're not bad people. There is no such thing. 
they're looking for significance because they don't know they're already significant. Mm. So when I turn on the, when I go on Instagram and I see a 17 year old girl with a, a, a G string on, um, you know, with her booty cheeks online and it's going to be there forever because all I got to do is take a screenshot mm -hmm. and 12 years from now when you're a mature adult woman and you want to get a job, like we're, we're, we're all look, the people that don't know who they are are looking for significance. And, and I'll say this to the viewers and I'm going to talk as if my daughters were listening. That's why you got to be careful who you listen to. Mm -hmm. Because even the people who sound like they know what they're talking about, they could come back three years from now and say, you know what? I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. You better be careful who you're listening to and you better figure out who you are. Yeah. Because well, well, not to cut you off, but one of the things that I'm learning on my spiritual path is I don't know anything. You know what I'm saying? However, the God within me knows everything and reveals to me in divine time mm -hmm. what, you that, need to know. what I need to, what know. You need to know and what I should share with other people. Mm -hmm. So like I'm learning that myself. Like, okay, I I don't have to share everything that comes to me right away. Right. Like hold it, incubate it, let it germinate and grow. Right. And once it's mature enough to be let out, then that's when that's when it's it's fully protected, yes. I feel, by God. I want to say one thing about something you said a moment ago, because you done done so much, and I'm going to drop the mic in a minute and run up <laughs> out of here. You said you were talking about even the dark, nasty, deep, ugly, dark, stuff. ugly stuff about ourselves, and you went on to something else, and I just kind of like got stuck there. Mm -hmm. You know what has really helped me, Marla, as a person? was because I went through different stages and I don't know what stage all the listeners are in because they're all in different, different stages. stages. Mm -hmm. Some of them are just coming into the knowledge of who they are. And, you know, if you're not careful after a few years of growing, you become arrogant. And mm. you're just like, my little relatives, they still talking about that crazy stuff. You was just like them right. three years ago. <laughs> Anyways, my point <clears throat> is this. One of the most powerful experiences in my life and my spiritual development and growth and maturity mm -hmm. was acknowledging those deep, dark issues, weaknesses, flaws that I have. And you know why, uh, Marla? It's because it makes me more compassionate mm. towards others. As soon as we start feeling ourselves. Now, and, and when, we, when we read our resume, the average resume does not talk about being late. Right. It talks about our strengths. Yeah. And social media talks about our victories mm -hmm. and our W's. Hey, homie, W's yeah, all I'm, up in I'm here winning. now. <laughs> we don't talk about divorce. No. We don't talk about debt. We talk about victories. And it's, But as soon as we can be honest with ourselves about the, the truth, the good, the bad, the ugly, when we meet other people that are struggling with those things, we can be that much more compassionate. Yes, yes. Oh, that's my greatest great. strength is some of my greatest weaknesses. Yeah. Because when I'm a room when I'm in a room or on set surrounded, I don't say any I don't correct I don't do that. I don't judge people, I don't correct people. I know how to laugh at jokes and have fun. I see past your flaws and I focus on the qualities mm -hmm. because I got flaws too. Mm, that's good. As soon as we think we're a guru and we got our arms folded, did did he just say that he did he just curse? It's like, wait a minute, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like right. be compassionate. And the thing, some of the things people are struggling with, you struggled with five years ago. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You just are, you're beyond it now. You've grown. You've developed. 
When yeah. I was a child, I acted like a child. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I pooped on myself. I peed on myself when I went to bed at night. So now when you're in high school, you can't laugh at the little kids that are still peeing on themselves. Right. You used to be in that stage. Right, right. Oh, All right. So before we wrap this thing up, because I know you have to go, and I'm so honored to have you. Oh, like, we, It started out just lunch. Right. Just to catch up. And then it was like, yo, let's let's have this conversation. Let's, let's do it. on the mic. <laughs> I love it. Um, what would be a word of encouragement that you'd like to leave our listeners in case they're going through a hard time with being compassionate or you know just struggling to know themselves? What would you want to say to them? When you ask that question, I swear that I immediately visualized myself in Savannah, Georgia, in college at 21. And if I could talk to that person, which are your listeners, um, I would say, don't give up. Like one of the most powerful things you can do, because it's going to get hard. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some hard days. There's going to be some people that try to steal your ideas. There are going to be some people that talk about you behind your back. There's going to be some relatives that say after you leave, bye, Marla. All right then, baby. Mm -hmm. Now she thinks she's some, she, three years ago, it was all right for her to ask you all on this meta spiritual. Yeah. You're going to be misunderstood. You're going to be laughed at. And, and for, forget all the other outside issues, you're going to go through some challenges because you're changing. Mm -hmm. And whenever you grow, there's there's growth spurts and there's growing pains mm -hmm. too. So like, how do we naturally go through like my knees hurt, my back hurt, uh, and I'm not a woman, but I saw my daughters. Oh, I'm growing breasts. Like it's pain. Yeah. It's giving birth. I was there. <laughs> the vagina has to completely, you know, what's the word? Um, dilate. 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 The cervix dilate. Child. Yes. I, I want whoever's listening, I don't mind you laughing at me. That's one of my strengths is my humor. But I want you guys to know, don't give up. Mm -hmm. No matter what you face, no matter what challenge, you might be trying to stop smoking cigarettes right now. This is just bad for me and I don't want to get... My mother died of cancer. you know, cause, And she smoked cigarettes back in the 70s and she only spoke for, for a couple of years, but the nicotine was so strong then. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You might go through some withdrawals. It's okay. You might, about be that saying, coffee. <laughs> you might be saying... You might be like, I'm, I'm a single woman and I'm out here having sex with these guys and they, they lie to me and they tell me that they love me and then it breaks up. I'm going to stop having sex for a while. I'm going to be del uh, celibate. celibate so that I can just go ahead and um, get myself together. Mm -hmm. You might go through some withdrawals mm -hmm. on any level as you're changing, you're going to have some growing pains. Timothy Jones wants you to know, don't give up. And if you fall down tomorrow, get back up again. Like, I, it sounds so basic, and I'm not trying to sound cliche. Yeah. I'm only here right now, Timothy Jones, father, 20-year-old daughter, 18-year-old next week, actor, writer, producer, because I never gave up. There's been some very dark, painful, teary, lonely, depressed days in that 25 years. Believe that. And mm -hmm. one day I will write the book and have the book turn into a and it's going to trip people the out. Memoir. We can't wait to I'm see it. I'm still here yeah. because I never gave up. So don't aim for perfection. Aim for progress. Progression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Don't aim for perfection. Aim for progression. And don't give up along that journey. I love it. Timothy Jones on The Meta Spiritualist. Thank you so, so much. Ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs>
And for those listening, I love Marla Batim. She's so special. She's so sincere. Aww. I'm not saying this because you're sitting right here. I want people to know because this will be my one-time guest spot. But then tune in next week or next month. Whenever these podcasts are dropped, she has something to say. She cares about people. This is not about her tooting her own horn so that she can impress people. I want them to know how spiritual I am. And then maybe they'll (laughs) let me. No, 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 no. She cares about your growth. She cares about your development. She's in the people business. So salute to you, Mama. Thank you so much. That, that, That really is amazing of you to say. It's the truth. Thank you. Yep. All right, all right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Meta Spiritual Talk on the Meta Spiritualist Podcast. We are so delighted and thankful for Timothy for stopping in and just chopping it up with us in studio. As you all know, if you want to dial into our frequency, be sure to follow us on Facebook at the Meta Spiritualist, on Twitter at Metaspiritu1. And of course, on Podbean, Apple, Google, the iHeartRadio app, and Listen Notes. If you have not done so already, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter. Each week, I release a new issue and share a personal perspective, an affirmation for the collective, and a hype of a friend of the Meta Spiritualist. If you enjoy the content being brought to you, feel free to message us at metaspiritualist at gmail.com. We have some exciting things coming up really, really soon. So we want you to stay tuned and please like, share, and comment on any posts that you see coming down your timelines on any of the platforms that you follow us on. Until next time, we pray that the God of the universe blesses you immensely with an abundance of peace, wealth, health, and overall prosperity. 